Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Scorsten. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. Just a forewarning for those of listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Michelle Zahner is a Korean-American singer, musician, director, and author. She is best known as the lead vocalist and songwriter of the indie rock band Japanese Breakfast, and was previously in the band Little Big League. As Japanese Breakfast, Zahner has released three studio albums, Psychopomp, 2016, followed by Soft Sounds from Another Planet in 2017 and Jubilee in 2020. Also, as Japanese Breakfast, Zahner wrote the soundtrack for the video game Sable. The game and its soundtrack were released in 2021. She released her debut book, Crying in H Mart, a memoir via Alfred A. Nomph. <laughs> Nomph. I don't know. <laughs> in 2021. Okay. The book is. Planned to be adapted into a feature film by Orion Pictures with Zahner providing the soundtrack. Oh my god. I completely never read these when I copy paste them. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a surprise. I'm just like copy paste, copy paste. (laughs) Oh my god, that's that's exciting. I was gonna make a really good movie. So I feel that yeah. I feel that. Uh before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm gonna go ahead and read through the blurb in the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote An unflinching, powerful memoir about growing up. Korean American losing her mother and forging, forging, why, why, why was forging (laughs) and forging her own identity in this exquisite story of family, food, grief, and endurance. Michelle Zahner proves herself far more than a dazzling singer, songwriter, and guitarist with humor and heart. She tells of growing up one of the few Asian American kids in her school in Eugene, Oregon of struggling with her mother's particular high expectations of her, of a painful adolescence, of treasured months spent in her grandmother's tiny apartment in Seoul, where she and her mother would bond late at night over heaping plates of food. As she grew up, moving to the East Coast for college, finding work in the restaurant industry, and performing gigs with her fledgling band, and meeting the man who would become her husband, her Koreanness began to feel even, ever more distant, even as she found the life she wanted to live. <clears throat> Sorry. It was her mother's diagnosis of terminal cancer when Michelle was 25 that forced a reckoning with her identity and brought her to reclaim the gifts of taste, language, and history her mother had given her. Without any further ado, let's get into it. So this book uh, was huge when it first came out. Like, Mm -hmm. huge. Uh, And I thought it was fiction when I first saw it. Because it has a very uh-huh. pretty cover. And I feel like not a lot of nonfiction memoirs, books yeah. have very cute covers. Or like like you said, memoirs usually have like the person's face on it. Right. Um, so when I, the cover immediately caught my eye, which is why I picked it up. And then later I was like, oh, it says a memoir on there. Hmm. How fun. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to read this because everybody's talking about, talking it. about it. And then I sobbed. For the full like six hours it takes to listen to the audiobook if you have it on three yeah. times speed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I cried. <laughs> I this is this is my um, going on a walk and listening to an audiobook book. Yeah. My hot girl. Book, um, which turned out to be my sad girl walk. Yeah. Book. Sob girl rock. <laughs> oh, yes, literally. <laughs> like literally the first time I put 
ready to go on my walk. Like, what should I listen to now? And I'm like, I'll do crying in H Mart. And because I think I started this before we decided to. Right. Probably. I think then I was like, oh, I think with AAP month and everything, like, mm-hmm. let's let's cover this for the pod. You know? Right. Um, and I started walking and I think within 10 minutes I was starting to cry. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Cool. Uh, it's so it good is, though yeah no it's absolutely one of those books that just makes you go oh i didn't know uh i could cry that much over a book that's like 300 pages long you know <laughs> and it's also like it's okay kind of like harry styles album uh matilda and shit and it's like um <laughs> that came out yesterday so <laughs> context timing context everybody yes. listening um also sobbed at that album but um it also like brings stuff up i think that i didn't realize i was like holding on to or like maybe was carrying around with me and yeah. i was like okay maybe i should have a conversation with a therapist about how this <laughs> made me feel um and then or maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it was it's it's one of those ones that's kind of hard to read at times because there's like – I didn't – for context also, I did not reread it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been busy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've, I remember most of it. But it's it's hard on a lot of levels to read it because there's like, you know, just – it's hard to reconcile with the relationship that you have with a parent if it's a negative one primarily in the fourth – as like a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, when you – perceive something in one way and don't understand how that is like your parents way of showing they care you know Mm -hmm. there's also generational trauma that comes into play with Mm -hmm. that and things like this and so it's hard to then have to flip the switch and be like oh this person's dying and I have to watch them die and I have to it's like okay what role do I want to play in last a little bit when for so many years now I've really thought of the negative aspects of our relationship but it's like now I'm facing a future where I'm going to have them on the other side of the country to like yeah or won't potentially have them at my wedding or all of those things it's like okay so do I put some of those feeling those negative feelings aside and just like forget them for this last right. little bit of time we have yeah yeah um, so like trigger warnings, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, death of a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, you're not you're at work. Tr- you're triggered by Google <laughs> calendar alerts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, like childhood bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> generational trauma mm-hmm. it's a very much it's this is like a book about family and identity and yes. and how those two first gen great yeah everything yeah um what uh what did you think while reading it um, i think you had like more con like i went into this completely blind when i read it 
Mm-hmm. So I did not. Oh my god, I paid twenty seven dollars for it. I forget how expensive hardcovers are. Hardcovers are ridiculous. I know. I must have really wanted it because <laughs> yeah. I Sam now would not buy a hardcover for twenty eight dollars. I would wait. <laughs> it's ninety nine for most hardcovers. That's crazy. At this point in time, yeah. Like I understand. I understand. That's how authors make the most money at the release of a book. But like, I understand its purpose. It just feels bad. <laughs> I feel like I remember a time when hardcovers were, like, 15 though. I don't know if I do remember that. Like, back in the day, like, Scholastic Book Fair type oh. shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think everything was kind of discounted for Scholastic Book Fairs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me with my $10 can't buy anything. <laughs> yeah. My mom, I would go, so what I would do is the first day I would go in and I'd write everything I wanted down and the price of everything. And then I'd go home <laughs> and I'd like have to present to my parents. Like, <laughs> can I have, pro- like, I think it came probably like a close to a hundred dollars each time. And my parents justified it like, well, it's on book, so it's fine. But like, I couldn't get toys and stuff or like right. maybe it was just like only one toy and it was right. everything else had to be books. Okay. But uh, I was poor. Um, yeah. So I bought the toys because I couldn't afford the books. Books, yeah. But listen, those like little like Japanese racers that they occasionally had. Oh my god. Chef's I was kiss. never an eraser kid. So I I'm... have my collection of Japanese erasers still. So fun. I had my pink, my bar pink eraser and that was that. Oh, okay. Like the traditional the basic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you were that kid. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I was that kid. With you. Um, I never got into like those every like all my friends had like a special little case for their special mm-hmm. erasers and stuff. And I'm like, okay, do you, but like it's a, just a fucking eraser and those don't even work that yeah. well. So I think I get overly attached to cute looking inanimate objects. Mm. Like, like I'm, I purposefully stay away from Squishmallows because oh, I you're know, just, it'll I know run that your if apartment. I bought one, yeah. yeah, that I would buy more. Yeah. So I, I try not, we don't have the space for that. Yeah. <laughs> Squishmallows are not for studio apartments. No, they are not. <laughs> Unless you have a lot of shelves, I guess. I don't yeah. know. My inanimate objects are my books now. <laughs> yeah. And they make great decoration. They really do. Mm-hmm. My bookshelves be popping. Yeah, adds a lot of color. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, back to the book. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what I so yes, I did have some context. I think I knew that she was the lead singer of Japanese Breakfast. I had never heard a song from Japanese Breakfast. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, but I. Yeah, like heard of the band so I was like okay this person's like legit I guess I'm interested I thought it was gonna have like I guess I didn't know the context of creation of the band so I was expecting some more music stuff mm. related stuff in it I feel like right I okay, so like, I think I knew it was about her relationship with her mom I didn't realize it was her mom dying, and I didn't realize it was like <laughs> really really about her relationship with her and her mom like I thought it was more about Michelle Zahner and like kind of brought in stuff about her mom but like it would cover you know I know this was very much about family and yeah um 
I think I didn't know that. I really appreciated that, like, the reading it. And it was really beautiful and really painful. And mm-hmm. made me cry, you know. Yeah. You know, going into it, I didn't, like I said, I went in completely blind. And I, at the time, was like, I feel like I've heard of Japanese breakfast. But I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I went in with the expectation that it was going to be about, like, her band primarily Mm -hmm. you know okay but i also did not expect it to be so sad like i know it's called crying in h mart right like it should have been a little bit title you know i don't know (laughs) they're misleading they're misleading um i thought it was gonna be maybe just like more cultural or something like i was i was excited for the ride and then i cried the whole time so yeah (laughs) um but it's really beautifully written Mm-hmm. I just, maybe that's my thing with like nonfiction lately is like I just can't read boring stuff. Yeah. Like I need it to be good writing and interesting. And I think like Michelle's Honor does that here. Like I was just well, so I in think the, the story. F- yeah. I think the fact that this has like been p- picked up from a movie, it just shows that it's a yeah. story. It's more than just a nonfiction, a boring book about something you know absolutely i completely agree with you i'm really excited for that yeah i think it's gonna be really i was because i finished it the other day and i remember finishing it and be like oh this could really be a movie and this could be a really powerful <laughs> movie because like asian american leads are like having their moment in big cinema as they should with everything everywhere all at once that one mm-hmm. like i feel like and also so i think Asian and Asian American represent movies for like lead stuff, not side character shit. Yeah. But like highlighting stories and also generational trauma. Big mm-hmm. moments in like movie making right now. Yeah. We had, you know, Encanto and I still have to see everything everywhere all at once. But ev- yeah. I feel like it's a similar vibe minus favor stuff of like how everyone was talking about the relationship with your Asian immigrant mother first, like the first, all of that stuff. Like, I think it's a, like kind of similar stories told. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll translate really well into the, into Hollywood movie making industry. Shit. Oh, yeah. I, I can see this being a big hit. Yeah, on, especially on like screen. if it's like within the next, I think for sure mm-hmm. it'll be like ripe for the picking. I suppose. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think there's just so much that they can do with it too. I wonder if they'll have her star in it. They Maybe. said that. Oh, did they? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, is is that was that in something you read just now? Yeah. Oh. With Zoner providing. Oh, wait. Never mind. Yeah, she just says she's providing the, the soundtrack. It's planned to be adapted into. Never mind. Okay, was on a providing soundtrack. I thought I read. Was then the I don't know. But I think that's cool. She's providing the soundtrack. That's fucking awesome. That is that's super awesome. cool. Oh shit, that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really, I'm really digging the recent. Like, I feel like there's more. Uh, would you call that like a docu film? If it's about somebody. Or can you call it a memoir? It's not a memoir if it's not a book, right? What am I doing? What am I-, <laughs> I sound dumb right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's just being – it says a feature film specifically. Like okay. <laughs> in that, that thing that you 
Yeah, like, yeah. A feature film is literally in, like a film. Yeah, that's featured. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> that. Yeah, that. Um. Anyways, I I think like the more of these more recent ones that we're seeing come out lately, they've just been hitting different. Like I'm excited mm-hmm. for this because I I just have a feeling, especially because she's so involved in it. You know, a lot of these a lot of times when we see these more like um like films about someone's life, it's because they're dead. <laughs> right. Um so I think it's really cool that she's gonna be actively involved in yes. the project. Because that I don't you know I, I can't believe this kind of goes for like book adaptations into films too. I can't believe there was a time and there like a thought ever crossed a director or producer's mind where like they're like no we don't need to involve the author or the person that this is about like there was a time when it was just like okay we bought it like now we're we're running and we're gonna take it from here yeah what in so very wrong that is no you can and you can literally see like based on what is still popular now as a film you can see what is the common thread between those it is that the author was involved for example right like all of john green's book to movie adaptations still hit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. still hit because he was involved in every single one of by the way book news turtles all the way down currently in the process of being filmed Um, exciting super exciting it's being filmed in chicago i think that's very exciting i think i might be the one of the only ones who i Unfortunately, on my comfort movie list are both of the Percy Jackson movies. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> because it's just Logan Lerman. I think he, like, he was so through and through with Percy moment. Jackson. Yeah. And he was the perfect Percy Jackson. I think the new kid who got casted. Yeah. He's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. I love him. Yeah. He, I watched the Ryan Reynolds movie he was in, and he was so funny. So I think that's going to be but. I will always have a special place in my heart for Logan Lerman as Percy oh, Jackson. Yeah, of course. Also, we were like that age where it was like, oh my god, I'm in love with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and you see it with like you know, she who shall not be named for Harry Potter, but like right, those yeah. movies are good because they're so closely adapted to the book. Right. And not had that the I would author know, I never read the books, but yeah, I still think that's crazy. We gotta we yeah. gotta find the time to. <laughs> I- scheduled out for the rest we of the are year so, how productive are we i just want to say real quick right uh that when we first started the podcast we had like no plan <laughs> yeah uh which is why we took like a big dip and didn't do anything for a while and now we are literally planned out until like november <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna go but yeah yeah we're gonna figure it out one step at a time <laughs> yeah um um anyway okay crying in h mart so h mart is obviously the um grocery store chain that carries asian foods Mm -hmm. it's like an asian supermarket yes and i've actually never been to one (gasps) you never really no you ever went to the one in midtown no oh my goodness i wasn't in midtown like ever i guess that's fair Unless I was out drinking at night and I was not going to a grocery store. Right. Not even for a drunk snack? <laughs> no, I was They were open to, late. <laughs> I was going to a cart for that. Or going That's home fair. and ordering on DoorDash. Or oh, fair. Seamless. Oh, seamless. I love, uh, I love H-Mart. There's one, 
I was shocked that there was one so close to me here when we moved because I was like, oh, so nice. there's nothing close to me yeah. <laughs> that I could have wanted. I, I'm just kidding. That sounds like I'm being mean, but I'm not. Uh, there's one like right across the river. It's like a 20 minute bus ride. Oh, that's not bad. It's definitely not as cool as the one in New York, but it is yeah. big, <laughs> which I enjoy. <laughs> there's one here. I, I think in Lake Forest area so like 25 minutes away from where i live now okay yeah um and i can't find qp mayo so i think i'm gonna have to make a venture to h mart i just want things like i don't know enough and like i don't know what i would buy i think i would around and look like the stupid white person but mm-hmm. um know that i need qp mayo so i mean the snacks hit you can't go wrong with any of the snacks or the frozen yeah. foods Okay. 100%. I, I want to go now. That's exciting. <laughs> Maybe I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> now, I'm, yeah. now I'm feeling like I, feel like I want to go to H Mart. Um, so I food yeah. for this book. Yeah, yeah. I, you love books that talk about food. I love books that talk about food. <laughs> and there was so much food. Like, I mm. love the way she talked a lot in the book about how Korean food and cooking and teaching recipes and stuff was a way like one of the ways that her mother like mm-hmm. communicated love and just communicated yeah in general, i think and so going through the recipes and the recipes she was trying to take care of her mom when she was sick and everything it was just so beautiful and everything sounded so good and it was just ah i just loved that that was so cool and i loved the honesty around yeah it, you know because there were some things that she was like I don't really remember paying attention when my mom was trying to teach me this one particular dish. So she like found that YouTuber that yeah, she liked. who was a Korean yeah. YouTuber who did cooking videos. Uh-huh. And she was like, so she'd like watch them to perfect them for her mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart. I think like a lot of um, like in even my experience with like my mom, who is thankfully still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of our bonding and love was shown through cooking too. So mm-hmm. I, f- I really like during those parts, I felt like, I think I need to call my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, just tell her. <laughs> yeah. See, mom, my this mom, one's for you. <laughs> yeah. My mom, if you're listening to this, um, sometimes she was the queen of the pre made um, Costco dinners. Mm-hmm. So one time we went to visit my grandparents in Florida because as white people do, going to visit grandparents <laughs> in Florida. Um, and he wasn't even my grandpa. He was like my step-grandpa, I guess. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, well, all of my grandma's previous husbands, all three of her husbands had died. Um, oh. So this was, oh, this was, this was one. So he hadn't died yet. But anyways, oh. so we're there. And oh, I really, I really liked hanging out with him because he liked to cook. And I remember oh, when I was young, I don't know why I thought, I think I was just like so against being, my favorite food was chili. And I love chili. I know. I love chili. How often do you meet a seven-year-old girl and she's like, my favorite food is chili. Like, I think, <laughs> I think that was kind of a gender complex thing for me. But um <laughs> Anyways, so he, like, I remember telling him that, and he was like, okay, let's, we'll make chili. And I thought chili only came in cans. I'm and, dead. And so he starts getting things out to start cooking chili, and I'm so mind-boggled. And just like, <laughs> what? What? And so I, 
excitedly ran to my mother and said, Mommy, 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 we're making chili with ingredients. And <laughs> she, <laughs> we got back home and she told every other parent street that story. And I was so embarrassed because I thought it was like making fun of me. But she was I'm like, dead. no. Now I understand she was like joking about herself because she yeah. never cooked anything with ingredients. That's so, so funny. That is my – so I cook now. I'm the cook of the family. Yes. And um, I enjoy making things with ingredients. And your and shit looks good. When you send me what your shit looks like, it always looks good. I trust did, you. I, yeah. I I had to figure my shit out in <laughs> working for that family. They had five-star – experiences every other day that I was not <laughs> cooking for them so and if you like what I made they made it very clear it was like <laughs> this is overcooked or I'm mm, dead yeah so uh, no I together real quick my yeah so I I, can, uh, I, can I think your chili story is is like funny mm-hmm. I made chili like from scratch for my friends in college, my freshman year, and that was their first time having chili not from a can. Okay, so it's like so like twenty year olds, like nineteen and yeah. twenty year olds having <laughs> having homemade chili for the first time. Oh. <laughs> How sad! At least you had it at seven, right? Yeah, like, that's true. At least, at least this was a thing in your brain yeah. at a younger age. <laughs> oh, that might be one of my. Actually, I think so. He died when I was seven, so maybe. Aww. That's fine. Um, maybe you had your maybe, chili moment was, a little younger. And maybe it was younger. That might have been one of my like <laughs> earliest memories because I just was so embarrassed. And of course, I'm dead. those like shame and embarrassment feelings are the ones that like stick with you. Yeah. So. Now I know my that's, mom was making fun of herself, but that's so funny. Before we move on to discuss the rest of crying in H Mart, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed like the the foodie aspects of this because mm-hmm. also like like you said, like I love cooking and I've I cooked a lot with my parents growing up, and then they liked things a certain way, and then when I moved out, I could experiment more with what I thought sounded good. Right. Um, and I just think like there's something so uniting in the idea that like you don't really know how to make something, so you watch a YouTube video on how to make yeah. it. Like shout out to binging with Babish for making yeah. like cooked salmon because my shout out to my parents for always overcooking salmon when I was a kid, um, and making me think that I hated cooked salmon until I was like literally 19 and made it myself for the first time and realized it does not have to be dry. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That is, funny. but I just I think like it. A lot of the experiences obviously are just like so like real and raw and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I just really enjoyed like it. Just made me think about my mom the whole time yeah. I was reading this book. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I didn't necessarily think about my mom. I I thought about my mom dying, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> but like, I didn't have. I had some like things where I was like, oh, okay, that hit me right in the gut. But like yeah. other things, like it also more than anything else, it just felt like I was watching because like I'm the type of can like play like I have scenes mm-hmm. that come in my head. So like I just felt like I was watching something very beautiful from afar, very painful and beautiful and sad. From like it, it felt like I was sitting in a movie theater watching something, and I just like I, I don't know. It felt like a. I'm going to the movie theater because this is gonna make me feel something. I know I'm gonna be sad, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be a very like it's not an action Marvel movie. Like I don't know. Like yeah. the, the place in my head where I put myself to enjoy this book was very specific, and but I, I like I that. Enjoy, yeah, and on yeah, I don't know. So I. I mean, I'm terrified of my parents. I got, it did make me face that fear of what comes after losing my mom. Because, like, I'm close with my dad, but, like, I'm, like, best friends with my mom. And yeah. it's like, oh, oh, I don't want to know what that day looks like. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's, uh, why does it also kind of remind me of all of these TikToks right now? We're, like, very close to when Multiverse of Madness came out. Mm-hmm. And all those TikToks that are like, if there really is another universe, I hope that my mom is the happiest she can be, even if that means I don't exist. And like, ah! <laughs> well, I think that too, because it's like everything, everyone all at once came out right before Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And that one is also multiverse. And it's about, Ooh. you know, mother-daughter yeah. relationship. And so I think those are, I don't know, I can't tell multiverse of madness okay, okay. ones or everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I have no ones. idea. I haven't seen either. So yeah, yeah. But I see but the I TikToks know... all goddamn day. <laughs> There's a a few lines I know from the movie that um from everything everywhere all, all at once that are popular on TikTok right now, and I can't okay, remember okay. what they are. But um, yeah. Okay, wait. So back to like the content of the book. So it starts, yeah. you know, kind of going into her childhood being the mm-hmm. only asian kid and not wanting to be asian because you're around a bunch of white people and so you're trying to hide that part of yourself because people look at you, what are you where are you from blah 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 yeah. all that sh- and they um, have ham sandwiches and you have mm-hmm. kimchi and they're like exactly where does your food smell yeah because kids are evil <clears throat> or evil um yeah. and what i think the first scene or the first little bit that really made me cry, I remember, was she talked about how she was, like, a bad kid. Like, the, mm-hmm. a bad teenager. And, and when she found out her mom got sick, um, she was like, this was my chance to, like, prove I could be a good daughter. Yeah. And to show that I could be a daughter. Like, I was going to take care of her to, like, make up for those years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I just broke down at that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've never been a bad but like I don't that just like oh my god that was just so like putting when you think you have so many more years like mm-hmm. fix relationships or I don't know just let things kind of go back to a more neutral place naturally mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you don't have that time right it's like what do you what, like oh yeah no, for real, for real. And mm-hmm. I think it's just hard to, there's a lot of, like, guilt, I think, that kids can feel 
depending on how, you know, their relationship is with their parents. And I think, Mm -hmm. like, the way, like you said, that Michelle felt like she was the bad kid. And so she was like, this is my chance for redemption Mm -hmm. to, like, show that, you know, look, I wasn't a bad kid. Like, I didn't need – like, I'm not bad now. Right. I'm better now. Mm -hmm. I just think that, like, that's so hard because I feel like also I might have that same feeling. Like, I wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily a bad kid, but I had bad moments, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I also thought it was, like – an interesting concept that she was from Eugene, Oregon, uh, which was funny because I had just like just moved to Portland when I picked up this book, I think Mm -hmm. for the first time. Um, And it's very white here. Like it's very white here. We did not do our research properly before we moved. (laughs) It is so white here. I think it's like you wouldn't assume it's so white because it's like known for being so left and just like leftist and liberal in general. Like, oh, okay. There has to be like a general balance of like people, I guess. You but hope. <laughs> you, like, I don't know. That's assumed. And then you moved there, and you're like, yeah, there's only white people, pretty much. Yeah. Um, like I think our our building is extremely diverse, which I think is cool because it makes you it's know, very cool us feel safer <laughs> for a lot mm-hmm. of reasons. Um, and. It's just so – it was a very much a culture shock for me to be like, oh, wow, yeah, coming from New York, this is very white, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like a – like New York has like a 40% white people. And then just the other. Yeah. yeah. And then here is like 76 or like 80% white people. Fun. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a lot – I see like a lot of – there's a lot of like – um like Japanese and Chinese influence here. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a lot of Korean. So that made me feel like it, it was very interesting reading it and being like, yeah, I mean, how isolating. Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. no Mexicans here <laughs> for, for, yeah. for, real, for real. Like there's a few maybe, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it, it's, it's like so hard to, I think grow up in an environment where you don't see yourself in any one or anything else, mm-hmm. especially with regard to foods. Like I can't remember if she discussed it in the book, but like, um, like it's kind of a trek to go to a lot of the Asian markets if you're not like in Portland, Portland. Oh no, she talked about it. So like they were really far from an H Mart, but they Yeah, yeah. They had like a sunshine market or something that had to do with sun or whatever. Right. That was still like not super close, but like they could actually get to on like a weekly basis, and um, and they carried like Korean foods and stuff. Right, because mm-hmm. like I, I have friends in Bend, Oregon, and they have to drive like far <laughs> to mm-hmm. go to go to any kind of Asian market, not even an H Mart. So it's it's you know that that feels so like like am I the stranger here? You know, yeah. I don't even think it makes it a question. It's just, oh, I am the right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am the stranger. Yeah, you, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I I think it was very interesting to see like her her growing up story and versus how like she was like I want to get out of here and she moved to like Philly or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for her music. Well, she went to school first. Okay. Okay. She yes. went to school and then she stayed, and um. Uh, it was interesting too. I like because her boyfriend, her now husband Peter, yes. was in the story as well. And 
I thought that was an interesting little bit, I guess. Because so he's white and so she's introducing him <laughs> her parents and it went well. They liked him. And they went to a Korean bathhouse in Philly. Yes, I that I remember this. Yes. And they have to be naked. And so that meant that her dad and her boyfriend were going to be naked <laughs> with each other for like an extended period of time in a <laughs> bathhouse. And they so they made a bet the night before. Like his parents made a bet that he wasn't gonna do it. And he went like fully unfazed and he was just like, Yep, we're we're doing this. You know, and I thought that was really cool. But also the so they had met him, they knew him, and then so she was in New York when she found that she was right. sick. And they like and then it came out that or I mean it didn't come out, but she she called Peter and he was like, Yeah, your parents called me first. Yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sure that like I could be there. But of course he's in Philly, he's working at a restaurant, he's not gonna get off till like one AM. So he literally got off at 1 a.m. and then drove up to New York City just to hold her yeah. while she, like, cried. Mm, and... I just got to chill. Yeah. 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 And I thought that – and, like, they they stayed together because then she she was like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take care of my mom. And he flew back and forth across the country, like, here and there. And then – it got really bad at the end because they tried chemo and chemo didn't work. Yeah. So sad because, like, she was like, I'm only going to do this twice. And if yeah. it doesn't shrink at all, then we're done. I'm not putting myself through that, which I respect. Mm-hmm. But that's like, fuck, what if that third time was going to start shrinking it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then so she they go to Korea, South Korea, like the last hurrah kind of. She was like, I want something to look mm-hmm. forward to. I want... You know, so they go to South Korea and her mom gets really sick again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And has to be, like, hospitalized. Hospitalized and everything. And at the hospital, she's at the hospital, like, they're about to put her on a ventilator, I think. And um, and doctors are like, yeah, this is not, she's not going to make it, all this stuff. She And then um, she comes back the next day. Michelle comes back the next day to and her mom's like sitting upright she's talking she's had a little bit to eat or something like that and so she calls mm-hmm. like marry me like yeah if you can see us getting married in the next five years do it like then let's do it now yeah so they shotgun wedding yeah baby part um in like their backyard or whatever yeah yeah so cute. and she got to have her mom there and I remember it was so sad. She was like, my mom was the only feel so ugly and also so pretty. Like I never could try anyone to tell me that I was pretty except for her because mm-hmm. she really saw me and she was honest if like, oh, you're like your makeup's overdone or your hair. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so when she said I was pretty, I really trusted her. Mm-hmm. And so she was getting ready for her wedding and her mom have any critiques at all and was just no it's perfect you're perfect it's beautiful and she was like I don't know if she honestly thought or if she just didn't want to like she just knew today was not the day to critique and I don't know that was just like the 
the reality, like the more like the the reality of their relationship, I think, but also was it kind of getting that? Because that's not like obviously that's not the type of relationship you want a parent to feel yeah. like they can make you feel ugly or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I felt like that was such a beautiful though, and when they got married and the vows, yeah. Yeah, that made me cry. And then, yeah. And then I think it was later her mom passed, mm-hmm. and and then they described, oh my god, they described how Michelle had to change her mom's clothes after she was dead oh before yeah. they came to pick her up. Oh my god, uh huh. I was sobbing. Uh, yeah, because the I don't know what it's called, but when your like limbs stiffen up after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she was really struggling, but like her boyfriend and her dad were there, but they weren't really helping. Yeah. And um, because like she, she was like, no, I need to alone. Like they weren't helping. It wasn't anyways. Um, and she was just like the, the sounds I let out, the cries, the screams, but like knowing that she would care about her appearance enough when mm-hmm. like she got picked up, even though she was going to get cremated. Yeah. Oh my god just hits you right in the gut like can you imagine no those on oh my no. god no uh-uh. i cannot i, ca- I cannot it's so rigor mortis rigor, what, I, was, it. I was told i was trying to think of what that word was i'm sorry yeah there was <laughs> it's so interesting like this like certain cultures are more sensitive to dead bodies and i think it's like the around what the practice is and everything yeah and for me like i I told you about like I they had an open casket for him mm-hmm. I was like no I don't need to see that and then my mom was like oh it might help and then I'm one glimpse and it, that image still haunts me to this day and yeah. I have seen a dead body since um but I was just scary girls last night the show and it was really funny because it's about like it takes place in Ireland during the troubles and it's like so the Catholic versus Protestant and stuff, and so they have like one Protestant, or no, 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 it, he's an English boy. So it's they're all Irish Catholic girls, and then an English boy, and somebody dies in the family, so they go to the funeral. It's a comedy show, and they're like talking around the open casket and like putting their hand like that, and the English boy is like, "What are you doing?" And like, just a dead body, James. Like, come on, we're all gonna be dead bodies one day. Like, it's the first time you dead body and he's like yes of course it is like what are you talking about and the different difference in like oh like oh you english people are weird like what do you mean you you right a dead body and i don't know so like i don't know if that's a it can it definitely can be a cultural thing i think of like sensitive you are to seeing death and like relationship with death but mm-hmm. i still would never want to dress a dead body i don't think yeah no i'm good I'm, I'm yeah, good. I, that sounds traumatizing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people have that as their job. Yeah, mm, not for mm. me. No, nope. not for me. No. Um, I I also thought it was interesting to watch how like her relationship with her dad like deteriorated yeah. completely after her mom dies. Yeah, I think, and I think the thing is like they all knew that would happen too. Yeah, yeah, and which was really sad, but it was like was the glue holding the family together right and which is so oh 
God, like I, I wonder if Michelle had had a conversation with came out about what she was going to put in it because like Mm -hmm. she didn't talk about in the book ever confronting her dad about he had had like affairs because like she went on the computer when she was a kid and she had seen him like Mm -hmm. arranging affairs and stuff so Mm -hmm. but she never addressed that in the book having that conversation with him so I wonder if after the book came out or after she finished writing the book she talked to him about it or if he just book and was like oh okay she knew about that or if if he even read the book oof yeah that too (laughs) because didn't he like go off with another woman after like he moved to thailand okay okay yeah 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 old white man moving to thailand is just kind of scummy yeah well and like she kind of dealt with that too she was like because he i think he was like i'll probably marry again and it'll probably be another asian woman i think or yeah because they they also went on that trip they went to vietnam yeah i remember and everyone or like a couple of times at least they people there were like oh you and your girlfriend and she was like no this is my dad like you sick fucks you know (laughs) and but she was like i didn't want people to think that my dad just had yellow fever and Mm -hmm. because that would take everything away from like what my parents had and mm-hmm. like who I am and I am and our whole family yeah. and uh but that, like, and like obviously I can't I don't know enough to decide if he has yellow fever but kind of sounded like it I don't know moving to Thailand after is just a big red flag yeah I think any white person man from the United States moving to yeah especially Thailand because isn't it like the number yeah. one sex yeah trafficking i mean besides mm-hmm. the u.s probably yeah <laughs> yeah probably but yeah there's just it's big culture there of going and getting high um spouse i suppose yeah 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 red flag for him yeah. um and i i remember like he like sells the house or whatever and then he and he sells like the kimchi fridge no she, he didn't sell the kimchi fridge or he was gonna and um, give it to because they didn't have room for it. Her and Peter didn't have room for it in their apartment in New York, and so they gave it to Peter's parents. Oh right, right, right. And then and there's like stored, pictures in there. Yeah, yeah. And she finds pictures, which one of those pictures becomes the cover art for yep. her first album. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. She's gonna be on SNL when tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Oh, Friday. <laughs> Well, when you see this, when you when you see this, wow, when you see the podcast, when you hear this podcast on Tuesday, you can watch it on Hulu or whatever. Yeah, because it or will have already just, happened. Or just the clips of SNL, or just the clips of them performing on YouTube. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just I also we didn't really talk. Hey, which was her mom's friend who came and was like oh, helping yeah. to take care of. That whole thing made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know. Just because it's like, obviously her mom just wanted comfort. Yeah. But, and like she was giving comfort, but she did like, there was some weird, and because we never found out, I don't think what, because there's a weird thing of how Kay left. Yeah. She, like like her one mom day she just whispered. decided or something. Yeah. 
her mom like whispered something to Kay and Kay got upset and just packed up and left. And this was like days before she passing. Mm-hmm. And even Michelle was like, I want her to leave, but like for my own sake, I don't want her to leave. So right. tried to get her to stay. And like her mom was just like smiling to herself and just yeah. like like she fully knew what like I think we never found out what she said to Kay. Yeah. I want to know. Who that knows? A nosy bitch. Yeah. yeah. It could have just yeah. been like, like, I'm giving up now, you know, or something yeah. like this, you know, like this is the end. And so that's why Kay gets really angry and leaves because she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why would you well, give up knew. or something? Yeah. Kay, that's true. Kay knew. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But this is what I'm going to say. There was one other thing. Oh, you know what else really hit me? Punched in the gut and twisted its <laughs> knuckles. Um, her last words were pain. Because she, the pain agent hadn't done enough. And, like, she, her mom kind of, like, came to, or there was some searing pain that brought her into mm-hmm. consciousness. And she started screaming pain. Yeah. And then they gave her, like, they, they said they were, like, giving her enough to like kill a horse right um and her last words and yeah that's fucked up fuck yeah 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 Whew. uh on that note do you want to rate <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna give this 4.5 out of 5 i think okay i really i think i'm not a super big memoir person but i this is probably the best memoir I've ever read. <laughs> and I'm really excited for the movie. And mm-hmm. I think it was really, really, really beautifully written. And, um, but I just feel like with memoirs, it, like it just takes to get through them. That's fair. I think. I don't know. I think I, I the... generally find memoirs pretty boring. This yeah. one I did not. I think I was kind of, I mean, the first line is really like hooks you. If I could, yeah. Ever since my mom died, I cry in H Mart. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. this sounds okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, uh, this is this was a five for me when I read okay. it. Um, I think maybe I do like memoirs. If I had to pick a kind of nonfiction to read, yeah, maybe it would be memoirs. I think, <laughs> judging by what we've read so far <laughs> this year, uh, nonfic wise, yes. um. I think I just also really felt connected to a lot of aspects of mm-hmm. Michelle's childhood and it just made me feel a lot of things. And I think that that, uh, and the writing was beautiful and I think it's going to make an amazing screen adaptation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what's that? A 4.75? Good math. Look at me. I didn't even pull out a calculator for that one. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Um, do you have any further remarks? I do not. And I don't have a favorite line as well because I listened to this all on audiobook. I probably did, but I, this was before I was using different colored tabs for different mm. things. So a lot of it mm. is just like, oh, that was sad. Oh, I kind of like yeah. that. And there's no way for me to know <laughs> what, yeah. what my feeling was. Do you I'm have really a song? That... No. 
was it kind of Matilda? <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. Kind of was right. <laughs> oh oh my god, Harry just opened it up for us. We have right? so much. Yeah, the yeah. traumatized girlies unite. Um, yeah, literally, sad girl summer. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. What, one thing I was excited about because I think with the whole like rushed wedding and she kind of like forced his hand into like let's get married right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm, I was really Mood. happy to see that they're still together. <laughs> yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah. No, absolutely. That makes me really happy, too. And yeah. just the idea that, like, her mom got to meet her husband. Yeah. And be at her wedding. Like, that's and just be at like... her wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sad. But, yes. I, yeah. I agree. Um, any further remarks? No. I don't think so. If, if It's sad, but it's so good. So read it if you haven't read it. Yeah. But you oh, should have read it. Yeah, we just spoiled the whole thing for you if you haven't read well, it. Well, I mean, you you know pretty much everything it's a memoir. happens <laughs> from, the first, from the first line. Like, yeah. it's going to be about death and food and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.